1: Buffy and Frodo were in the Hogwarts library late into the night, prepping for the final
2: trek into Mordor. Liz, I have to stop you. Why? Because this already sounds like the greatest story of all time. World Stealer! Hi, I'm Liz. I'm Kate. And this is Is World World Stealers. This is the show where we take uh, your favorite franchises and write fanfiction and then read it to you. Because there's nothing like going into a world and taking an idea and making it your idea and taking credit for it and taking credit for it, but not getting sued. (laughs) Shh, Disney, we're invisible. so weird we just disappeared (laughs) we're not here so we have okay so just to clarify we're picking from a roulette we have harry potter Mm -hmm. pokemon sabrina the teenage witch the little mermaid star wars and true blood um and we're going to do four different categories an in-world one-off a 10 years later a crossover and an author character in the story so let's I'll let you choose those. Okay. Okay. So this week we're gonna do... (laughs) Little
3: Mermaid. Nice. (laughs) Perfect. Okay. This is gonna be...
2: This is an in-world one-off. Oh, okay. That sounds sounds like a really good starting point. I'm very excited. Fun. Let's think through some ideas, an
3: in world one off. Um, my mm. instinct with this kind of thing is always to go for minor characters. Either minor characters or just the villain. Okay. If I don't Ooh. think that their story yeah. got a fair shake.
2: Oh, I love that. Okay. Um, so you're
3: going to lean towards Ursula? Ursula, or like maybe Flotsam and Jetsam? Like, what's their deal? Ooh, what's
2: their deal? Good point. Are they
3: I like, like that? Are they mermin that were cursed? Are they... Are they
2: brothers? Yeah. What are, what are these sentient eels? What's going on? What's going on with them? I agree. Mm-hmm. I like that. Although it seems like all the fish are sentient in this world. That's true. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious. I've always been really fascinated by the chef that tries to cook Sebastian. Oh, the les poissons,
3: les poissons. <laughs> 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 exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah,
2: <laughs> that guy. So I think I'm gonna explore his life a little bit.
3: Yeah, I mean, really dive deep into all that toxic masculinity. Oh yeah, that mm-hmm. dude gets real mad about one
2: crab. He just gotta get a hold of that. Like that crab is a metaphor for something. For yeah, yeah. And I really wanna explore find out what, what, what that means for <laughs> Oh, now I'm really excited! So, as we go away and write these, we're gonna kind of record our struggles, mm-hmm. um, remotely and just kind of like record silly ideas that we have, uh, or or moments of like true procrastination, or I don't know, discussing it with others or some whatever, whatever we decide to bring to the table. Yeah, great! So we'll come back and do that. That sounds really cool. Awesome.
3: A lot of my recording is just going to be me singing songs from The Little Mermaid. That's I love it. Most I of what I'm going to, to bring edit in. It. I can't wait.
2: Okay. I can't
1: wait. Okay. I'll admit that in the past I've been a nasty. They weren't joking when they called me, well, a witch.
3: For those of you who are, for whatever reason, unfamiliar with the Oscar winning film that launched the Disney Renaissance, The Little Mermaid is a 1989 animated feature that tells the tale. <laughs> tale, get it, of 16-year-old mermaid princess Ariel. Ariel wants nothing more than to be where the people are. So, against the wishes of her father, King Triton, she strikes a deal with Ursula the Sea Witch to trade her beautiful singing voice for a set of gams. Once traded, she has three days to win the heart of Prince Eric, or her soul belongs to Ursula. It might not be the most feminist Disney venture, but it is a delight, and
2: if you haven't seen it, you're the worst. Go watch it now. Hey, Liz. Hey, Kate. How was your How was your first venture into writing uh, fan fiction? Oh,
3: it was really fun. Yeah. Also really frustrating because I don't know about you, but I could not find a full version of The Little Mermaid to watch anywhere. You know how they put things in the vault? Oh, right, 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 it's, right. Apparently, it's in the vault right now.
2: Oh, no. I was so. It's upset. in the vault? I, know. I am sure. I have back in Florida, I'm sure I have a VHS. Oh, well, it. I definitely have one in Connecticut. Uh, but but I, even,
3: I thought about asking my parents to send it to me, and then I was like, Liz, how would you play a
2: VHS? Okay, so then this recording is of you at home trying to find the movie.
3: Okay, iTunes doesn't have it. So now I'm back to trying to find it illegally. I went to put locker and. Lucker thinks it'd be interesting for me to know that women like her want a man over 35 in Brooklyn, which is interesting to
2: me because I am a man over 35. Well, did you watch? You watched the musical because you also discovered. I discovered the musical. Oh yes. Uh, in writing this, and I think you did too. So I knew
3: that the musical existed because I knew that I had an ex who dated the original Ariel. Okay. Um, but I had never really watched clips of it before, and it mm. is a treat. Bye. Just very briefly, the Broadway version of Poor Unfortunate Souls includes the pun Squid Pro Quo, which does not exist in the movie to my recollection and I think was a missed opportunity. Broadway Ursula's hair is amazing, but they put Poor Unfortunate Souls in a much higher key which I think is a damn shame because that song should always be as low as possible. (sighs) R.I.P. Pat Carroll, you were a god.
1: Poor souls with no one else to turn to i admit that in the past i've
3: been oh so much better
2: it's it is fun right? Delight. it is really fun um and i also love that like they didn't go the expensive route of lion king of doing like puppets in production strap
3: some skates on everybody and they're just gonna like wheelie their way around like they were literally the <laughs> eels were wearing wheelies it's the
2: perfect it's it's really the perfect musical to do like at ele- elementary school. It was so good. Um,
3: what else? Uh, what what else was a part of your
2: experience? Um, I learned some facts about eels that were fun. Ooh, okay. Um, are they included in the story? You can you cannot reveal the ones that are included. Uh,
3: well, the interesting thing that I found was that so one of the differences between the Broadway show and the uh, movie was that the eels are electric eels in the show, mm-hmm. and they're more eels in the movie. Um, okay. And electric eels are not actually eels. They are knife fish. But it yeah. was cool because Flotsam and Jetsam have like light up clothes on in the oh, wow. musical because they're electric eels, which That's is pretty really cool. Mean. That's really yeah. cool. My poor little poopsies. Um, I don't have a title, so we're just going to call this Untitled Eel Fanfic. Oh,
2: okay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Untitled Eel Fanfic is so sexual already. Yeah. <laughs> just wait.
3: Okay. I tried not to make this a romance, but I couldn't help it.
2: <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Okay, okay. It
3: doesn't get sexual. Okay.
2: It's yet. it's <laughs> yet. What is the rating? If you were gonna post this, what would be the rating?
3: Oh, this is like appropriate for all ages. Like it's a little sad. Okay, all ages. Um because we know what happens to lots and Jetsam Okay. But, and just wait till we get to the song that it wrote. <laughs>
2: You wrote a song? It's just a verse of you a song. You wrote a song? It's just, it's just a verse of a song. God, I'm excited. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> it's a sea
3: shanty. Is it a sea shanty if mermaids sing it? Uh, yes. Okay. Sure. There we sure, go. I decide it now. <laughs> okay. Here we go.
0: As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch. And organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify.
1: And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream.
0: So if you like funny true stories, come listen to
1: King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.
3: The early morning rays of sunlight filtered weakly through the water as Jetson slipped quickly through the currents. He felt odd being out alone, used as he was to the comforting presence of his brother at his side but lay asleep in their usual spot in Ursula's lair, and it was Jetson alone who skirted the coral reef, making his way quietly to the royal stables. As he approached, she could hear the dolphins inside shifting nervously in their stalls.
2: I just forgot that they rode dolphins. I know.
3: <laughs> I actually had to look that up because I had seahorses originally, and then I was like, those seem too
2: small. <laughs> well, seahorses are such a logical thing to have in I stables. Okay. I like
3: dolphins better, though. Alrighty. Uh, per, uh, as he approached, he could hear the dolphins inside shifting nervously in their stalls, perhaps sensing an unfamiliar presence. Jetsam knew he had to stay hidden. The creatures of Triton's kingdom knew him well, and he knew the power he represented. But for once, he wasn't there to collect a debt for the sea witch. He glided <coughs> silently behind a clump of kelp and waited. He heard her coming before he saw her. She swam easily, humming a folk song in her low, raspy voice. Oh. A tune about a merman who lost his love to a fish-and-chips shack and haunted the waves forevermore, seeking revenge on all shoreside fast food.
0: <laughs> sorry.
2: It couldn't help it. Oh
3: my god. It was a sad, sweet tune, one that Alana had sung often in her morning trips to the stable. Jetson liked it. More than once lately, he had caught himself singing it under his breath as he tended Ursula's garden of captive souls. But when the poor merman reached her, he cried, for there she lay dead, her tail battered and fried. <laughs> and he knew that his life evermore oh, would be trashing restaurants by the shore.
1: Oh. <laughs>
2: Oh my God! You wrote a she-shanty <laughs> about a mer woman, a mer woman who gets turned into fish and chips, mm-hmm. and her sad lover, and her sad lover haunts shoreside fast food. I'm <laughs> thinking like
3: Long John Silver's. Oh really my
2: God, I love it! Oh, I'm so glad I'm not wearing mascara because I'm crying from laughing. I love <laughs> this. Okay, all right, keep going.
3: Jetsam slid closer to Alana, only half bothering to keep himself concealed in the bed of kelp. She was feeding Crusher, the king's favorite steed. The dolphin pressed its bottlenose into her palm, looking for an extra snack, and Alana smiled at the dolphin, stroking its dorsal fin and humming. She smelled warm-blooded, a repulsive, sticky smell. She wouldn't be his first choice on a hunt, but there was something in her low voice that drew him on. It was so different from the fluty soprano of the king's youngest child, whom Jetsam had spent far too much time spying on of late. Jetsum Flotsam's voice cut across <laughs> his
1: voice. Creepy! <laughs> <cut across laughs>
3: and... Oh, by the way, I want to pause and say that in my version, the eels have telepathic powers and they can talk to each other through their brains. Sure. I don't know if that's I canon, that's but fine. it like, made sense to I me based on the movie. I
2: believe you. Okay. So they're not in the same place right now. They're not. Okay, okay. Keep okay. going. Keep going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
3: Flotsam's mm-hmm. voice cut across his thoughts, the sibilant S sharp, though their connection was weak at this distance. Jetsum realized with horror how long he'd been away. He wasn't one to wander, and he knew that being in the sea witch's employ meant being at her beck and call. He might not have no- she might not have noticed his absence, but his brother was surely worried she would. He jackknifed out of the shelter of the kelp and swam swiftly but silently away from the stables. One of the hardest things about this is, by the way, movement verbs.
2: Right, because they're underwater. Yeah. I I but the way you're doing it is really, really great. Oh thank you. I I'm I'm, I'm captivated. <laughs>
3: He chanced to glance back and saw Alana's face turned in his direction, but he had no time to look more closely and he wondered what she had seen as he shot towards Ursula's dark caves at the border of Triton's kingdom. Where have you been? Hissed flotsam <laughs> as Jetsum swam. I'm gonna do that voice the whole no, time. No, I, so I love it, I'm so excited. As Jetsam swam into the cave, Jetsam heard the voice directly in his head. He and his brother tended to communicate telepathically when it was just the two of them, particularly if Ursula was asleep. Mm. The boss was touchy at the best of times and certainly didn't like to be awakened by chattering eels.
1: I went for a swim. You fool! What if Ursula had woken up and needed us? What if some merman had caught you alone and decided your head would make a fine gift for King Triton? None of that happened, did it? I stayed out of the King's territory.
3: Did you? Flotsam demanded, body twining around his brothers so that their faces were pulled close to each other and their eyes, one white, one sickly glowing yellow, were centimeters apart.
1: Because you
3: smell like mermaid and he paused,
2: sniffing at his brother. Dolphin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ah!
2: I love the I love the world of like inherent racism that you've established here. It's really ah, oh, it's uh, just hitting so many marks.
3: Just you know, why should why should they be more tolerant under the sea? Okay. Uh, at this, Flotsam released Jetsam suddenly and swam across the cave in disgust.
1: Can I help it if those creatures are everywhere these days? You know what Ursula says. King Triton won't stop until he's conquered the whole sea. They're always crossing borders now. Just the other day, one swam right up to the mouth of this cave, shaking a spear like he was a merman instead of some scrap of a mer boy who had lost a bet.
3: Flotsam chuckled at this, no doubt remembering how they had sprung out of the mouth of the cave at the boy, hissing and gnashing their teeth as he dropped his brave face, turned tail, and swam. Then he suddenly looked serious, eyes narrowing in suspicion. It's not just that.
1: The other day I heard you humming,
3: a mer-song. Jetsam could feel his brother's disgust, but he did his best
1: approximation of a shoulderless shrug. We've spent so much time watching that child, she's always singing. It gets caught in my brain. (laughs)
3: Watson stared at them, him for a few minutes longer, then seemed to accept this. After all, they had spent countless hours over the past few days watching the little ginger sing and play with her odd toys and moon over her belegged atrocity of a prince. Flotsam and Jetsam agree that humans were an even bigger evolutionary mistake than people. Imagine having scrawny legs and useless little arms.
2: <laughs> Question: Yes. Uh, which one's the brother that Flotsam is the one who stays at home? Yes. So, does Flotsam also have like um? A very popular YouTube channel where he talks about uh mer people taking over the country and taking his jobs.
3: Oh, for sure. (laughs) For sure, like the impetus behind like Ursula's whole thing is very like white nationalist.
2: Okay, all right, cool. I'm I'm really picking up on that. You know that like the backstory is that like
3: she used to have power and she got banished from the kingdom and now like because those mer people Took her power away, not because she'd done anything wrong, like try to take over the world, right? But because oh. she unfairly got banished.
2: Oh my God! Yeah, no, there's I lo- definitely I love like this. okay, okay, yeah, okay, okay, shades of
3: Steve Bannon here. Okay, okay. <laughs> also, you could picture Steve Bannon saying these things and being an eel and talking like she this. He kind so.
2: of looks like a, an eel that's been out of the water for too long, way too long. <laughs> you know, it's like scales are flaking it's off, dead and starting to rot. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Jetson had snuck close to a
3: beach and watched humans try to swim once. It was funny in a revolting way, like a fish that had survived being snapped up by his second jaw long enough to still be crying in his gullet
2: <laughs> Jesus Christ is that the fact Eels the second have two jaw? jaws <laughs> more <laughs> eels
3: specifically have a pharyngeal jaw because they can't open their mouths wide enough to like create the downward pressure to snap them closed okay so they open their mouths and when a fish gets close enough they have another jaw that like what shoots forward and grabs them what and pulls the them fuck? back down their throat
2: it's so what crazy what the fuck yeah eels are crazy yo. really
3: upsetting stuff
2: <laughs> okay these eels obviously have an evolutionary advantage i could see why they think little arms and legs are bad i know right but don't they want to help us
3: With their second jaw?
2: No. No. They
3: don't.
1: Well, wait and see. Okay. Boys.
3: (laughs) The witch's deep, unctuous voice rang out over the sea floor, cutting off any reply Flotsam might have made. I love it. The eels glanced at each other, then swam swiftly toward the serpentine skeletal mouth, where they knew they'd find their boss lounging near her cauldron. She was sure to have some nefarious errand in mind, and it wouldn't do to keep her waiting. Three days later, in the early morning dark, Jetsam found himself once again swimming alone, darting in and out of the crevices formed by seafloor rocks. He had promised himself that he wouldn't enter Triton's territory again. Ursula had set her plan in motion and it wouldn't do to risk capture at this point. He and Flotsam had enticed the child to to the witch's lair, where she had foolishly signed a contract, exchanging her voice for a temporary pair of legs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Jetsam felt no pity for her. Mm -hmm. It was such a silly, murmish fancy to gamble your soul against some ephemeral idea of happiness older, wiser mer people than she had tried it and ended up the sickly creatures that wasted away in Ur- Ursula's garden. And yet, a tiny, niggling part of him wondered what it was that drove these idiots to pursue their dreams so blindly, to ignore their better instincts and seek something that they couldn't even guarantee existed. It was with this in mind that he had flipped the prince's rowboat over with particular viciousness, earning him an admiring look from his brother and praise from Ursula herself. He was no merman. He wouldn't let these thoughts distract him. Jetsam looked around, startled to find himself back at the stables. He turned quickly to leave and found himself face to face with Alana. I just want to pause, and Alana is one of Triton's other daughters.
1: Uh,
2: I figured as much. Yeah, I think I picked up on that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah I'm yeah, assuming
3: yeah. that people have listened to that first song where they introduced themselves <laughs> as many times as I have, so.
2: Oh, how does it go again? They're like Arista. Huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> or you know? at the recital that Ariel
3: never yes, shows exactly. up to. Okay, okay. By the
2: way, Ariel, girl. Go You're making your, your musical debut? Go to your recital! Go to your recital, but maybe she, music isn't her thing. She certainly sings a lot. She's, fr- she's like, I'll give up my voice, no problem. I'm not gonna use it. No, true. Okay, anyway.
3: He turned quickly to leave and found himself face-to-face with Alana. She hovered above the sea floor, hand on her hip, tail flicking back and forth in irritation. He froze, surprised. She wasn't afraid of him. She was angry. You work for the sea witch, she said, speaking lo- as low and musically as she sang. Where is my sister? What has Ursula done to Ariel? Jetson was stunned. He hadn't expected that the people would notice Ariel's... He had expected, sorry, whoa. He had expected that the people would notice Ariel's absence, but he hadn't thought anyone would connect the dots so quickly. What did Alana know? Had she told Triton? I'm sure I don't know what you're
1: speaking of.
3: <laughs> he hissed. He tried to slip around her, but she moved quickly, blocking, her, blocking his path. Daddy thinks she's run away, but I think he's wrong. I've seen you and the other one following her. And I've seen you hanging around here. You're not as subtle as you think you are. So tell me where she is or I'll shove your pointy face into an anemone until you feel like talking.
2: I love her. Right? She, yes. Also, that's some wild fish torture. I think all of this. I love <laughs>
3: all of this. Okay. Jetsum couldn't help but admire her cold fury. For the disgusting, spoiled progeny of the Seath king, she was almost lovely, casually running her finger along the edge of a blade that he knew was used to cut harnesses, but which she he imagined could cut him as well. There was something about her that reminded him of Ursula, and he didn't doubt that she would use the knife if she had to.
1: Ariel is fine, he said smoothly. The sea witch is just helping her. Sure, sure, right? Sure, right. Everybody's gonna believe that. Amen. <laughs> She's given the child legs and sent her ashore to woo her prince. It's true love. Surely you wouldn't stand in the way of true love. Alana hesitated. Jetsam saw his opportunity and pressed on. You know your sister, poor, sweet child, never fitting in the way that she should. This is her chance to be happy. If if he falls in love, she keeps the legs. If not, she returns to the sea. Win-win. Alana
3: thought about this, not convinced yet, but swaying. Ursula won't harm her?
1: Never. Ursula is so misunderstood. She only wants to help. Perhaps win back your father's favor and her exile. Alana smiled tightly at
3: this. He won't thank her for sending his daughter to live with humans. She's not alone, you know. The crab and the fish are with her. Sebastian and Flounder? Alana's face softened. Well, Sebastian will take good care of her anyway. Daddy would kill him if he didn't. That's
2: right. She'll be fine. This voice is... Did you practice? Uh, I did
1: watch a lot of Little okay. Mermaid clips. Okay, this is beautiful.
3: All right. Jetsam turned to leave, but Alana continued to block his path, suspicion still on her face. What about you? Why have you been hanging around the stables? You scare the dolphins, you know.
1: I've been listening to you
3: sing, Jetsam answered truthfully, the words leaving his, his two sets of jaws before she could stop them. <laughs> You have a beautiful voice. This seemed to throw Alana. What's that supposed to mean? Jetson cocked his head to the side, looking at her with his sickly yellow eye. Nothing.
1: I just like it. I don't <laughs> like human voices usually. Your sister's is ear-splitting, but yours is nice. It reminds me of something.
3: Jetson was surprised at his own confession. He hadn't realized until he said it that Alana's voice had sounded familiar. Something from before his conscious memory, perhaps from before he had even hatched. Ursula had been the closest thing to a mother he and Flotsam had known. Surely she had never sung to them. Alana laughed, breaking through his reverie. If you're suggesting that I sing like an eel, I think you and Sebastian might get along quite well. I can't say much for your taste if my voice is the one you like, but I guess I'll take the compliment. Alana was looking at him with amusement. He'd never seen a mermaid look at him with anything but disgust. He wasn't sure he liked it. I'd better go.
1: I'll be needed.
3: Of course. She moved aside to let him past, but as he started to swim away, she called to him one last time. You'll tell me if Ariel's in any trouble, right? He lied to her without looking back. Of course. The visit with the mermaid troubled him more than he cared to admit. It wasn't the lies about her sister. Jetson was far too experienced a liar to think too hard on that. It was a strange feeling she gave him, as if his life could have been something more than serving as Ursula's lackey.
2: Oh my God, this is like a—it's uh, like a spy, f- like for Russia, being turned into a double agent because of love. This is Homeland. This is season three of Homeland.
3: I've not watched <laughs> Homeland, but it sounds basically beautiful. that's what happens. I—I I can't. Mm. She had looked at him with laughter in her eyes, as if they were friends who had shared a joke. She was so secure in the love of her sisters and her father. He wondered if there had been a time when he had felt like that. He wondered what would happen if there had been someone to teach him how to sing. Or how to love. (laughs) (laughs) The last time he saw her, the laughter had been replaced by fury. Ariel's excursion to dry land had gone exactly as the sea witch had predicted, and now she was planning to leverage Ariel's soul for Tritons. Once he was out of the way, the attack on Atlantica would begin. He hadn't felt guilty about the fate of the Mer people. They had never treated him kindly, and they would get what they deserved. But he found the thought of a world without her voice unacceptable, and he had come to find her, to convince her to flee. He could keep her safe. Ursula need never know. Alana didn't need his warning. She knew she had been tricked, and she and her sister were preparing to defend Atlantica. She hadn't even listened to his pleas, but had chased him out of the castle with a spear in her hand, and he had felt it nick his fin as he fled out into the open sea. She would have pursued him further, he thought if she hadn't felt bound to help her sisters. He swam back to the sea witch. The battle lines had been drawn long ago. The final battle was brief and furious, and he and Flotsam were the first to fall. But as the bolt from the trident struck him down, he could have sworn he heard a song about a fair mermaid, lost forever, and saw two eyes full of laughter and warmth.
2: Oh my god, is this the end? That's it? That's such a sad, sad, tragic end. I
1: know.
2: So, when we started out this story, when we started out this story, I thought to myself, uh, 2,200 words, that's a lot. How could you stretch this out? And I really feel like I got cheated in the end. Like, I could have known more.
3: I feel like, to critique my own writing here, I could have shaved a lot off the top and given us more at the end. I love
2: this story though. Oh, thank you. I want to know more about this relationship. I love the theme, the heroine in it. She I she was more... brief but beautiful.
3: I like. I I regret not having written more Alana.
2: I like how she is very very confident, but is a little bit self conscious about her own voice.
1: Well, you know, comparison you comparison to her your sister. sister, were Ariel, right? I know that's fair.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This was so much fun. Um, I have to, okay, so we are definitely 100% going to post our fanfics on. Yes. Uh, what's the name of it? A World of Their Own or something like that?
3: I think so, yeah. And then there's
2: fanfiction.net.
3: Fanfiction.net is one that I
2: am more familiar with. So we'll be posting them on, on both of those and uh, obviously promoting them. And you can follow us at World Stealers on Instagram
3: and Twitter. Yeah. yeah. And also we'll let you know what our like author name is on Fanfiction. Oh, absolutely. When we when, when we, we set all that up. create one. It'll happen. It's uh, it's coming guys. Chill out.
2: In the meantime, you can go on um, morebanana at underscore morebanana and you'll find any information about us there or morebanana.com cuz we'll have our own site there with our names and everything, probably links. Um next time I'll be reading my story and we'll be doing part 2 of our little mermaid fanfiction uh series Under the Sea. Yeah. Under the Sea. Yeah. Is that what we're calling I the sea. I oh, mean, yeah. it's a good. I think that's a good mm-hmm. categorization for Little Mermaid. <laughs> <story>. <laughs> I agree. It's a Sea World.
3: Hey! Hey! But not the sad kind where we trap whales. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs>